Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Taylor Ransom Show. Hey, it's it's a new episode. Guys, I missed last week. You're going to have to forgive me. I'm sorry, but God forgave us of all of, of all of our junk, okay? So you can forgive me for missing a week of an episode. Um, this is a true story. This is a true story. I go today to go to the eye doctor. I don't know why. I pulled up, actually, to my church to do some work, and I just had a feeling that I should go get my eyes checked. And I've had people tell me some things off and on and say, Taylor, you should go get your eyes checked. And I didn't listen because I just said, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. Fine. Nothing's going on. Felt like I should go get my eyes checked. I said, fine. I went to the eye doctor. I said I wanted a day off work anyway. Um, no big deal. Go to the eye doctor. I go in. I, I tell them to do all their tests and all their stuff. Um, they take scans of my eye and all this other stuff. And um, literally, I talked to the eye doctor and he's like, dude. I don't know how you like made it here today, and I don't know how you've made it over just driving and everyday life over the last year or two because your eyes, you need glasses, man. Um, true story. So next episode, you guys see me. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook and you see the video and you're looking at my baby blue eyes, I'm going to have glasses on probably. Or I'll take them off if I'm, if I'm insecure about how I look with them on. I don't know. I don't know. I picked a good pair out, but we'll, but we'll see. But anyway, I just want to let some people know today, come on somebody, there's a word. Because when that doctor looked at me and said, Taylor, I don't know how you made it this far. I knew how I made it. I knew how I made it this far. I knew the one who had sat in the passenger seat uh, and led me all the way. Don't start with me now. It wasn't my eyesight that got me there. Come on, somebody. It was the mercy of God, according to my eye doctor. Um, and that's a fact. Um, anyway, anyway, this week is Thanksgiving. I didn't mean to give you anxiety right there. If, if I just gave anybody anxiety right there thinking about being with their families for Thanksgiving, um, it's Thanksgiving week. Um, and you know what that means. We're about to go and collectively eat the worst food that mankind has ever produced. And you know what? I had a long discussion with my dad. I'm borrowing a little bit from him right now. I'm going to regurgitate some things he says. I'm just going to tell you the truth. Thanksgiving food stinks. It does. There's no, 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 no. Stop right there. Because you just went in here and you said, no, Taylor, no, Taylor. I love Thanksgiving food. I love stuffing. I love cranberry sauce. I love green bean casserole. I love turkey. I love all this stuff. Tell me right now, if, if, if you love it so much, and if we collectively love Thanksgiving food so much, why in the world are there not restaurants and places that you can go to eat Thanksgiving food? Why is it only this week out of the year? Huh? Be real with me right now. We just eat it because it's Thanksgiving. Do you even like turkey that much? Turkey just tastes like great value brand chicken, bruh. Like, be real. I would rather have a big old fried chicken than I would some, some turkey, okay? I don't even really like turkey that much. I mean, it's all right, but it's just turkey. And honestly, the best part of Thanksgiving food is when my grandma makes macaroni and cheese. I have a grandma, and she makes macaroni and cheese. And it's delicious. But you know what? I can get macaroni and cheese any other day of the year. All right. I don't mean to I don't mean to knock my grandma right now. If you're listening to this, Nate, I'm sorry. But it ain't like that. Okay. Thanksgiving food's overrated as heck. And honestly, honestly, this year, when I show up to either of my family's houses and 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 I'm just like, hey, time to eat Thanksgiving, I might just like bring some food with me. 
and then just like eat it in front of them. Like just to further communicate the fact that none of them actually want to be eating that food right now. And it might just be that I've only ever eaten Thanksgiving at white people's houses. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why the food's terrible. But I've never liked it. Not one time, okay? Other than the mac and cheese. Nana's macaroni and cheese is pretty fire. Okay, all right, that, that, you know what, I gotta give that a pass. And I'm not trying to complain, okay? I'm grateful for, for a meal, okay? I'm grateful for every bit of food I get, especially food I don't have to pay for. You know, you're not, you're not gonna hear me whining there, but this is the Taylor Ransom Show. This is my podcast. So I'm gonna hop on here and I'm gonna tell you how things really are. And that is Thanksgiving food's overrated. And if you're mad at me right now, if you're mad, Go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know what? You can even leave me a low star if you want to. I don't even care. I don't even care. That's how serious this is to me. Anyway, anyway, I'm going to hop off the soapbox before you all get on me. Uh, we're going to answer fan questions, okay? I've got fan questions. I put out something on Facebook. I put out something on Instagram. I said, um, ask me your questions. I'm going to answer them on the show. We're going to get through these today. It's going to be awesome. First fan question. Esther asks... Friendly advice for a new youth leader. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. Woo! Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just lift up Esther right now, Father God. She's a new youth leader, Father God. And, Lord, we just pray a hedge of protection around her right now, Father God, from every attack of the enemy and from every single stupid youth group kid, Father God, that's going to try to get her into trouble, Lord, whether they're going to try to get her into, into physical danger, Father God, with some stupid stunt, or, Father God, whether they're going to... Uh, Oh, my goodness. They might burn the whole church building down, for all I know. Just protect her, Father God. Anyway, Esther, friendly advice for a new youth leader. I do have, a few, I do have some advice for you, a few pieces of practical advice for you. Um, don't be afraid to be serious. You know, youth leaders always feel like they got to be the goofy. they got to be goofy and funny all the time. they got to, you know, get everybody to like them. Yeah, you're, you're, if you're a youth leader, yeah, you're not called to be like the popular kid in school. Okay, that that's what I see so many youth leaders do is if they're in there, they're just trying to be like, you know, whoever would be the cool kid in high school. That's not what you need to do. Okay, no, that's not what you need to do. Trust me, they'll have plenty of fun without you being, you know, a clown 24 seven. It's fine to have fun, but it's all right to be serious, too. It's okay Two, if you're single, um, don't date anybody in your church, just period. As a rule of thumb, it always brings drama in your church. Just as general rule of thumb, if you're on staff at a church, don't date anybody in the church. Um, it always brings drama, and um, anytime you're connected, especially to the youth group, word spreads like wildfire, Esther. So if, if there's any drama, relationship drama with whoever you're seeing, boom, it's over with. The youth group, you're never going to hear at the end of it. You're never going to hear the end of it. Date. This is the only time that you should, like, date outside of your church, and you should, like, deliberately go visit other churches is is if you're dating. That's just a thought for youth leaders because most youth, youth leaders I know are single. Um, another piece of advice for youth leaders. <coughs> <coughs> Woo, the devil attacked me right there. That cough. I'm not going to edit that out. That was that was an attack of the enemy to try to shut up my next piece of advice for youth leaders, and I'm not going to stand for that. I rebuke that. I cast that down in Jesus' name. Anyway, next next major piece of advice for youth leaders right now: um, if you're going to make graphic design for your for your youth group, use GoDaddy Studio, not Canva. Okay, and this is just a personal pet peeve. Nobody else cares. It really doesn't matter. This isn't even like that good of advice. I'm just saying when I, when someone uses Canva, I can tell. 
okay? I can tell. And I know there's nothing wrong with using Canva. It's fine. It's totally fine for you to pray and say, Daddy God, too. But you know what? We all, we know, we know if you're using Canva. It's just a thought. Try GoDaddy Studio, or I don't know, maybe watch a few YouTube tutorials and actually use Photoshop. Just a thought. Just a thought. I'm hopping off that bandwagon right now. Youth leaders, also stay prayed up. Stay prayed up. Come on, somebody. And worry about serving God more than serving people. Boom. There you go. That'll help you right there. And also, all your sermons are going to suck. Just accept it and accept also that they're going to get better progressively. That, there you go. Boom. There you go. Dylan asks, what are your thoughts on the Ironheart series and Marvel? Ooh, that's a loaded question. I'm going to skip the Ironheart part because I haven't seen the show. I am going to say this about Marvel Studios in general. Marvel, the MCU, is hot garbage right now. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to, they, they are in travail right now. They are in sackcloth and ashes in the streets. My Bible folks know what I'm talking about. They haven't had a single good thing since Avengers Endgame. Not a single good thing. There hasn't been a single good Marvel thing come out since Avengers Endgame. And everybody's going to hop in here right now and say, Taylor, what about Loki? What about the Loki series? I'll give you this. The Loki series was really good. I, I, wake me up when Marvel makes a good movie again. Because I haven't seen a single good thing other than Loki come since the end game. That's what I'm saying. I didn't even like Moon Knight. I didn't like Moon Knight either. It was high-key demonic. And I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done with Marvel. Bring on Matt Reeves' Batman-verse, okay? Matt Reeves' Batman universe. Bring it on. I want it. It's going to be good. I can, ah, I can feel it in my bones. Rest in peace, Marvel. Israel asks, tips for turning YouTube into a career. What's something you wish you knew five years ago? First off, Israel, you have a really cool name. If anyone has, has the name Israel, that's a really, really solid name um, as far as Bible names go. I think it's cool. Um, there's a lot of Bible names, and there's some cringe Bible names. Now, I'm not going to name them today. I'm not going to make anybody feel bad, but there are some cringe Bible names. And if you think I'm talking about you, I'm probably talking about you. But Israel is not one of those. Israel's a cool Bible name. Um, he asked, tips for turning YouTube into a career. What's something you wish you knew five years ago? There's a lot of things about YouTube and social media that I wish I knew five years ago, so much so that I'm actually going to start making some content on my social media, specifically for Christian content creators, Christian social media marketers, um, and people running their social media pages for their church or ministries, I'm going to start making content to help them out. Um, and I'm not, I don't say that because all of a sudden I'm going to have like a $900 course to sell you. Um, no, I'm just going to start making content about it because I feel like I have some knowledge that I can give you guys. And um, I really want to see Christian content creators succeed. That is like a core desire of mine, like a core drive is I really want to see some Christian content creators really get out there, really make some good stuff. And, and you know what? Monetize their stuff and make a living doing it. Um, because I know a whole lot of people that get into content and even they make great content, but they don't know how to monetize and then they have to go get a real job and they're, they kill their passion. Um, and there's nothing wrong about having a real job while doing content. You know, I work with my church while I make my content, but it's something you have to know what the end goal is. If you're doing your social media, if you're doing YouTube, like this is where I would start. If I was going back five years ago and I would say this, don't think about, and this isn't really true to me because I made the content I wanted to make regardless. Um, but I would say to most people, most people are sitting there trying to think of like content they can make that's going to go viral. Like they're sitting there thinking, okay, Mr. Beast does this. PewDiePie does this. Um, I saw this other YouTuber 
that I that I really like. They did this. I'm going to do something like that. What you actually need to do is you need to find a niche of content that's already successful, like there's already other people making content about that particular niche, and then you need to think, huh, what type of what type of content would I like to make in that niche that I know I can make consistently and that I can enjoy making or at the very least tolerate making for a very long period of time. Um, if you can find that, if you can find some piece of content, some niche that you know you can make content for that there's enough viewers for, for it to be monetized and for you to make a living doing it, and you know there's a type of content you can make in that niche and you can make it consistently, that's where you're going to win. That's where you're going to win. Okay, so this is what I would think. These would be my first tips if I was starting YouTube. Um, one, I'll give you a very practical tip. There's a Google Chrome plugin you want to buy called vidIQ. Um, very practical. Anybody who's doing YouTube, if you're doing YouTube for your church, if you're thinking about, if you're just kicking around the idea of doing your own YouTube stuff, vidIQ is awesome. You can literally go in there and punch in the keywords and the tags associated with your niche, and it will literally give you video ideas. Um, not only that, but it will help you rank all your videos with SEO so that when you do post, you have the best chance of getting organic views just off the YouTube algorithm. I love YouTube. Matter of fact, I love YouTube so much that I've hardly done it with my brand, <laughs> and I'm laughing about it. Uh, my brand, Taylor Ransom, the content that I make, my church comedy stuff, has always been like more short form. It's always been like little bits, little skits, little sketches. Um, and, you know, I, I have had podcast content. Um, and that's a bit of an exception to this. That's always been on YouTube and Facebook. Um, but YouTube content is totally different and I've, I've managed it for other people. I love YouTube content. I'm exploring ideas I can make as far as YouTube videos in my own personal content. But for you guys starting out, get vidIQ and then literally just use that thing. Learn to use that thing. It will tell you what trends what keywords, what niches, every, it will literally give you so much data, and then you need to make videos off of that data. Um, don't try to make videos and then try to make that data work. Like, look at the data and then make videos off of that, and then make them consistently. And and the secret, the secret recipe to YouTube success, if there is one, is watch time. It's literally all watch time, keeping people in your video for as long as possible. Um, and podcasts are great for that, because if you make a really engaging content – really engaging podcast, I should say, and it's like two hours long and the average watch time is over an hour, you're killing it. Um, you really are. Um, so I would say tips for turning YouTube into a career. In summary, download vidIQ. Learn what you want to make that you can make consistently for a long time and that there's already people watching, and then really go make it. Like really go after it, make it, make it consistently. And I would choose to focus on one platform, whether that's YouTube, whether that's TikTok, whether it's Facebook. When you're starting out, I pick one and I'd stick with it. That's something I wish I knew five years ago. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Taylor Ransom Show. We're not out just yet. I just wanted to let you know that if you enjoyed this episode or any of our episodes we had out and you want to have your question answered by me on the show, it's so simple. All you literally have to do is either send me an email to taylorransomshow at gmail.com or send a direct message to the page for this podcast at Taylor Ransom Show on Instagram. I read every single one of those messages, and if I think it's one that should be on the show, or if any of my assistant who sits and reads them thinks they should be on the show, then they're on the show. Um, and I, I hope to answer them there. If not, you'll probably get a DM back from me anyway, um, or an email back. So before you go, leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Pretty please, if you want it to grow, if you want the show to get more listeners on Spotify, YouTube, 
Facebook. Give us a follow. Give us a subscribe. It's an honor and a pleasure to make this content for you. God bless you all. Thank you for listening. I'll see you in next week's episode. God bless. Taylor Ransom, out.